My story begins in the summer of 2017. I've been working towards my dream position at work for over 10 years and finally felt it within my grasp. Walking out of the interview for it, I knew I was going to be picked. They hired me two days after, and I've been working happily ever since. The new position came with a hefty pay raise, which was only one of the big benefits. The other benefit being a company house. I couldn't believe it when they told me. Nothing about the position description stated I'd be getting free housing, but I wasn't going to complain. I was sent the address and was told I could move in any time I like, or not at all. The choice was mine. Nothing seemed off or sinister about it at the time, and honestly, I don't think the company actually knew the history behind the area. I talked it over with my wife, and we decided to take it. They said it was a large house set back in the woods about 25 minutes from my workplace. We had just welcomed our first child not four months before, and we figured the space and location would do us some good. I hired a moving crew, got everything packed, and off we went. The day we arrived took us a full three minutes to even drive down the long winding driveway to the house. They told me it would be a house, but I would actually call it an estate. The place was enormous and completely set back on its own. There was an enormous flower garden in the path, twisting and turning with beautiful plants all around. A long greenhouse spanned the length of the yard on the left side, filled with growing vegetables that we could take and eat to our pleasing. My wife and I were in awe of the whole place. It felt serene, peaceful beyond belief. It only took us a few days to settle in, and I didn't have to start work for a few more weeks. The house was actually bigger than anything we'd need. Five bedrooms, three bathrooms, and an entire basement. It wasn't finished, but it was very clean and the perfect place to store our unused things. The whole house was eerily clean, almost like someone had been taking care of it for a long time. I thought it was most likely the company, waiting for someone to move in. One afternoon, while the misses and kids were taking naps, I decided to roam the grounds. I got my hiking boots and off I went. The place was completely surrounded by trees and brush, but it was very kept. The greenhouse was glistening clean, and the veggies were delicious. The flower garden was wonderful and made the grounds smell great all day. I was walking around the corner of the house when I saw what looked like a small path in the trees. It was a little out of place, just a little dirt path that looked almost like an animal trail. I walked to the edge of the woods, and that's exactly what it was. It looked like someone had walked it so much that the ground had worn in its own little path. I followed it back a while when I froze. Before me lay two graves, dusty and dirty, with broken headstones. They were worn so bad that the names couldn't be read, but I could catch a bit of the date. 1862 to 1880-something, and 1882-something. Why was a lone grave out here? Was there someone who visited it often? It would make sense with the amount of use the trail has seen. I was entranced by the stone when I heard a blood-curdling scream. Someone in the woods passed the grave. It scared me so bad I tripped over myself trying to hightail it out of there. I ran back towards the house and found my wife and children standing in the backyard looking for me. What's wrong? Why do you look like you just saw a ghost? They hadn't heard the scream, apparently. I wasn't going to make matters worse and scare them, too, so I told them I thought I saw a bear, 
but it was nothing. She eyed me inquisitively, but took my explanation. We went back inside to have an early dinner, and the night went by smoothly. The next morning, we woke up, and I decided to grab some vegetables from the greenhouse for breakfast. Nothing goes better with eggs than some spinach. I crept downstairs so the others could sleep a while longer. I threw on my robe and some sandals and headed out the door. As I walked towards the greenhouse, I heard something. It sounded like a low, patterned humming. Creeping closer, I could make out that it was a woman's voice, humming some kind of song. It was beautiful, soft, and almost mother-like. I could make out a dark figure through the frosted glass walls. I called out to it. Hello? The humming stopped. I walked slowly to the door and peeked in the entrance. I saw a filthy, ragged old woman looking blankly now at the produce before her. I took a step inside, and she cracked her head my direction, peering through me. She looked like she wanted to murder me. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I just froze. She screamed. The same scream I heard the day before. I winced and closed my eyes, and before I knew it, the screaming stopped. She was gone, and not a trace left that she was ever there. I grabbed what I needed and sprinted inside. I wanted to call the police. I should have called them, but there wasn't a good explanation for it. I didn't want to seem like a lunatic. I've heard the horror stories of getting pushed into psych wards against your will. No thanks to all that. I decided to brush it off. Maybe I was still stuck dreaming or something. I made breakfast, brought it up to my wife, and got on about my day. The grass needed to be mowed. It was almost the only thing that needed cleaned up on the whole property except the destroyed graves. I figured maybe I could clean those up too. I got the mower out of the little shed and was going to start when I saw an old man walking up the drive. He called out to me first, asking if I was the new owner of the home. No, I don't technically own it. Uh, my company pays for it. He cut me off before I could finish. Oh, I know your company owns it. They've owned it for more than a hundred years now, he said. I couldn't really believe what he was saying. The house was over a hundred years old. It looked immaculate. There's not a thing wrong with it. Excuse me, you said a hundred years? Th that can't be right. The house is perfect. Oh, I know it's perfect, he said. It's perfect because she keeps it perfect. She's the best housekeeper there is. Again, he wasn't making any sense. Who is this guy? There's not a house around for miles, so he's definitely not a neighbor. Who is she? Are you talking about the old lady I've seen around here? Does she still live on the property? I asked. Oh, she's on the property. But she's not living. She's the previous owner of the house. This was her home, along with her husband and child. Her name was Constance. The old man stood there for over an hour, describing the situation of the property to me. I had to sit down at some point, getting dizzy with everything he told me. The house was built back in the 1870s, around 1877 to be exact. Constance and her husband had just had a child and decided to build the home for their family. Her husband had more money than they could ever need, coming from an oil family. They had an amazing life until a rival oil family paid a hitman to take him out. 
One day, while Constance was out of the home, men came and burned down the home with the same oil her husband made his life off of, killing both her husband and her young child. Constance came back home to a destroyed life, shattered forever. She was so distraught that she decided to join her beloved family and killed herself in the ashes of her home. Others happened upon the family days later and decided it must have been a freak accident. They buried the husband and child but could never find the body of his wife, Constance. Over the years, people forgot about the incident and no one paid any attention to the property. Somehow the house was reconstructed, piece by piece, to its original glory by Constance. Her soul, torn in two, anchored to the place she loved more than anything. That's who I was seeing around the property. She was angry, still, that others would take up residence in her home. Apparently, sometime in the 1970s, my company found the property and was able to buy it from state. They paved the driveway into the woods, straight to the perfect home. I thanked the man for his story and set myself on a mission. I was going to show Constance that we would cherish her home just as much as she did. I went out and bought some masonry materials and supplies. I waited until later in the evening and went out to the graves. I hadn't done much like this, so I had to learn a bit online before I tried. But I started to clean up the grave sites and put the headstones back into their places. As I got to the second stone, I heard the scream. This time it was much closer. I looked past the site, out into the woods, and saw Constance. She looked angry, almost floating there, her hair suspended in the air. It's like she didn't know what I was doing out there, like she thought I was there to destroy what was left of the headstones. She started to walk towards me, then started sprinting. I was terrified. I braced for what was to come, not knowing what would happen when my wife and kids came through the trees. Constance stopped cold. She looked confused. My wife came up to me, kissed me on the cheek, and gave me our child. We stood there for a while. I don't think they could see her, but I did. I could see her demeanor change. She could see how happy we were. And then she looked down to see I was actually trying to restore her family's headstones. I gave my kid back to my wife, fixed up the second stone, and looked up. Constance had changed. She looked beautiful, and nothing like before. She had long blonde hair, flowing past a stunning maroon silk dress. This was the actual Constance. The one that loved her family and home just as much as I do mine. She nodded at me, and turned, walking into the dense woods. I wish I could tell you that's how it ended, but it's not. I thought that maybe the nightmare of my story would be Constance, but it wasn't. It's not even close to what happened a few weeks later. When you're a parent, you'd do anything for your kid, and your wife. I know that. Constance knew that. That's why she stayed on the property. She wanted to look after her family and home as long as she could. I would do the same, I have to say. Anyway, after I had the last encounter with Constance, things were amazing for a few weeks. The job was going well, the home was working out perfectly, and I would see Constance occasionally around the property, sometimes humming in the garden, sometimes checking on us through the large family room window. Never creeping, 
always just on the edge of the woods. It was nice, actually. I felt like we were doing right by her. She was wronged, and it's the least we could do to help her find peace. One night, after work, I came home to find the front door cracked open. Nothing too alarming. I'm sure it just blew open a bit. I walked in, and things were very quiet. No clinking in the kitchen, no TV in the living room, nothing. I put down my things and walked into the dining room. The table was almost set, but things were missing. As I walked around the table, I found my wife. She was out cold on the floor. I yelled for her, but she wasn't waking up. That's when I heard our child. I heard them crying upstairs, and some frantic shuffling in the same room. I lunged up the stairs and swung down the hallway into their room. I stood in the doorway to find a masked man holding my child, halfway out the window. He took one look at me and jumped out onto the first floor roof. I ran immediately to the window as the man fired a few shots behind him towards me. I ducked back inside, then peeked and saw him running around the back side of the house. I hurried back downstairs to chase him, my heart beating in my throat like a drum. I made it out of the front door when I heard another shrill, blood-curdling scream. This time, though, it was not Constance. I dashed around the side to find our child lying in the grass. Not a scratch on him. In front of me, through the woods, I could hear branches snapping, and the now faint screaming of the man. I knew we were going to be safe. My wife had woken up from the ruckus upstairs and outside, and had called the police before coming to look for us. She ran over and embraced us. Apparently, he had only knocked her out before she had time to scream so he could make his way upstairs. The police arrived, and we gave our report. I told them that I thought maybe I scared him off, and he left our kid laying in the grass. They decided to look for him in the direction I last saw him running. What they found was short of a horror movie. The man was impaled on a tree, about three-fourths of the way up. He had burns all over his body, like he'd been thrown into a blazing house fire. It took some poking around, but apparently this same man had been taking kids from different states for a while, and sadly, none of them ended up as lucky as mine. The police ruled us out as suspects in his murder, but I'm not so sure they even looked that hard into it. He got what was coming to him, in their eyes. As night grew nearer, the police wrapped up and asked if we would be okay, or if we wanted one of the officers there for the night. I started to think about it when I gazed past the cruisers. There was Constance, at the edge of the woods, her hands looking decrepit and almost claw-like. They quickly went away, looking completely normal. She looked at me, smiled, and nodded, then went back into the woods. I told the officers I think we would manage fine. Things have been great now. It's been years since the incident, and there hasn't been anything major again. There was the time a rabbit dog found its way to the property as our child was playing outside, but I'm not sure what happened to it. They just came back to the house after playing and told my wife and I that Constance helped them with a mean doggy today, and she wasn't going to let the dog hurt them. We smiled and got set to make dinner. We go out to the graves often cleaning them up and plant different flowers. 
I built a nice bench for us and Constance, so she could spend as much time as she wants there. I was going to have the gravestone professionally refurbished, but she doesn't seem to like others out at the site. It makes her a bit angry, and I start to see the old Constance. And let me tell you, I don't think I want to be on her bad side again.